0: Continuing discussion of the case of Kitab with Tawheed. As we before said, and we're still repeating that this case of Tawheed, the case of the message of Muhammad, and his brothers of nabiyin is one case they are carrying upon the order of Allah Taala to the human beings. من من and a mu'min when he thinks, when he studies the case of Tawheed, he finds out that Salah, Zakah, Hajj. Any other ibadah will not be accepted and will not be valid and will be no use if there is no tawheed, no monotheism. That's why Muhammad, وسلم, upon the order of Allah, وتعالى, spent 10 years of his da'wah talking about no salah, no psalm, no hajj, no zakah, only la ilaha illallah. Be good then, beside that, as we see. That this case of Tawheed is the case that every Muslim should think of first of all, and after this taahir case, case is very clear to him, then he can talk about other things. Tonight we are going to discuss the case of chapter number nineteen, which is talking about the reason for the for going astray of human beings after Adam i salam. the hadith of Nabiyyullah which is going to be discussed inshallah later on, and this there's. We are told that Adam and his sons, until two centuries, they were in monophism. They were in monotheism. Until these five, five persons died. وَبَّا wa وَيَعُوقَ mentioned on Surah Nuh, know. And the story will come to us, inshallah, in detail later on. Then people start to fall into shirk or polytheism. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Nuh to call people back to monotheism. Then He subhanahu wa ta'ala later on, when people began astray again, He sent other messengers. Ibrahim, Isa, Musa and the others. Especially Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi wa the last one of them. But what was the main reason? What was the, the main reason for people to go astray? What was the main reason that people left Tawheed and fall into shirk or polytheism? This chapter is talking about this case. It's talking about the case of exaggerating. One word. Exaggerating in pious persons and any other things will lead to polytheism. Who said so? Allah محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم من ثماني حديث which is إن شاء الله in this third showing us clearly that exaggerating in five people will lead one day to worship them one way or another let's this case one by one الله سبحانه وتعالى or the author of this book الله خير رحمه الله he mentioned the آية that الله لا تغلو في دينكم This ayah actually is directed to the Jew and Christians, but it's not only for them of course. Whatever in Qur'an, talking to the other doesn't mean it's not talking to Muslims. So in this case, a Muslim will read the ayah, although it's directed to someone else, but still, we Muslims take also care of it and watch that we are not doing the same mistake. So in this case, Allah is talking to the Kitab, Ahlul Kitab. The Jew and Christians. The Jew and Christians are Ahl Kitab. So Allah is telling them, telling them not to exaggerate in their belief. What did they exaggerate actually? If you complete the ayah, "Wala taqoolu 'alal Allahi illa al-haq. Inna al-Masihu Uwaysa bin Maryam Rasulullahi, wakalimathu alqahah ila Maryam auruhman." Ah, the case is the case is Jesus or Uwaysa alayhi السلام. The exaggerating happened in Isa, alayhi salam. And from both sides, Jew and Christians. People say, okay, fine. Exaggerating of the Christians is clear. How are you saying that Jew also exaggerated in Isa? Ah, exaggeration, by the way, is not one side. It's two ways. To raise up a person more than he deserves. Or put him down more than he is supposed. So, when you see the case of Isa, السلام, the Jew, when Isa starts to call them to Christianity or the deen of Allah in that time, they were so bad people. Allah cursed them so many times. They were cursed by so many of their messengers and prophets. As soon as Isa starts to call them back to Islam, and Islam, of course, is not the deal of Muhammad only, it's the deal of all the messengers. Because Islam in linguistic means submission. So, we are required to submit to Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, whether we are now or before 1,000 years, or 2,000 years. So, all of these deen called Islam because they are the same, actually increase creed, officially. So, when we start to call them to Islam, they refused. Not only they refused, but also they claimed... They said that Isa is not a clean man. He is the son of dirty women. That's, that's exaggerating, but the other side. The wrong way. Or the down way. Christians to answer this wrong thing also, they made another wrong reaction. By raising Isa to be the son of Allah. Or the Allah Himself. Allah. Both exaggerations were wrong. So Allah سبحانه وتعالى clearly told him not to exaggerate يا أهل الكتاب لا تغلو في دينكم What do we get from this? We did clearly that the Muslims also required not to make غلو which is exaggerated. As we'll see in the Hadith محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم also which is mentioned after this البخاري, رضي الله عنهما Told us about the story of these five men we discussed in the beginning of the verse. You find this in the ayah of Surah Nuh. These five persons were so pious. So pious persons in the time before Nuh alayhi salam. And they were so much good worshippers. And they died almost very close. So the people were so shocked. So sorry for, or so sad for what happened when these good people died. So Shaitan came to them to take this opportunity to curse people away from Allah wa ta'ala. and he said, why don't you make pictures of them, or idols of them? So you remember their worshipping. So you will worship Allah like them. See, Giving the idea, showing that this would get you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He let's ask them to worship these idols or these people in the beginning. know, He said, just make pictures or idols of them so you remember their worshiping, so you worship Allah like them. So in the beginning, they made these idols on their graves maybe. Then later on, after these are new, generations after generations, these idols, these graves were worshipped instead of Allah. You see this? When Ibn Abbas said, may Allah be pleased with him and his father also, because both of them are the he said these names, these are names of good people, five persons, of people of Nuh, when they died, Shaitan whispered to the people to make idols of their places or their graves, and call them by their names, and read did, read did. Of course, it was not worshipped in the first place. In the beginning, it only just to see the idols to remember their worshiping to worship Allah by remembering their worshiping, good worshiping. There's no polytheism in here. But that was only a way to polytheism. A means to polytheism. That's the case. That's why we are. Rec- and when he told us about the case of pictures or idols and so on. He said that these are haram clearly. Why? Because he knows, sallallahu alayhi wa that this is a way to worship these things. When the generation died, first generation, maybe second generation, later on the other generation started to say, why these people, five persons, were not buried with the others? Why are they having these idols? How come they are not buried? Like the other person. Oh. They received the answer that these people are something special. They are not the same as the others. okay. So they are special. Special? Ah, they have some, some, some power, isn't it? Some super power. Why didn't we go and ask barakah from them? Why didn't we go and ask? Uh, ah. Uh, then, piece by piece, they started to worship them until they became their own gods. That's why Allah in the ayah He said, وَقَالُوا <clears throat> they call him God. So they were worshipping him. When Nuh alayhi salam starts to call him to Tawheed or monotheism, the people of those people who are worshipping these five people, they said, Don't you people leave your God because of Nuh. Don't listen to Nuh, don't accept his call or da'wah or rizalah. Only stick to your worshipping of these gods. If you come to this point, and you look around, especially to those five graves, or graves of those five persons. Everywhere in the world, in Africa, or in Asia, or in uh, Europe, or anywhere where there are graves containing five persons. Just imagine that you are walking by a masjid where is a grave of a past person, is there. Walking with your child, with your son of 10 years old. And when you pass by this message, you will say, Father, what is this? You will tell him, this is a grave of past person. Father, why is he buried in here? Why not with the other Muslims? What's special about him? I will say, well, he's special because he was... Buried a and scholar and good man and... Right. Then we see people go to that that grave and they are doing something different. So we will ask you, what are they doing? Ah, now we are getting to the point. We are getting to the problem. How are you going to answer him? you tell him all these are people are wrong, that they do this? Maybe he will listen to you, but maybe he will not. He so will ask the others, why? Why don't you do, this, do the, the same thing to the people in the graveyard or cemetery? So Shaitan really dragged drag Muslims since a long time to worship this grace instead of Allah. And when you say worship, where is the problem? Because a lot of Muslims they say, we are not worshiping Niyaki, what are you talking about? We are not worshiping this, we are not making sujood or Salah for them. What are you doing? We are just coming to ask Ba'akar. Ah. We are asking Shafa'ah from them. We are Praying beside him because he will feel so more kushur. This is the shaitan. These are the steps of shaitan and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clearly in his holy book, Wala tathi u chutuat shaitan. dragged drugist me step by step to make him fall into polyphysism, which is the worst sin that ever he knew he could do. When we study this case of these five past persons, we are not studying only theories. Because what Muhammad وسلم told us actually, is he told us also in the other hadith that we will have the same problems again in our life. In fact, there is a clear hadith that Qiyamah will not come until some of the ladies of the south of Saudi Arabia now, South Arabian Peninsula at that time, will go on make tawaf on the on the place of the that was one of the idols in that time, and that happened, two hundred years, almost 200 years ago, that happened in this area, in Saudi Arabia, south of Saudi Arabia. So in this case, nobody says, no, 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 it's, it's impossible that this Ummah of Muhammad will go back to shirk, or polytheism. no, it's true habit, and it's happening now, and when you go to some of these graves, you will be amazed that some people are giving these graves more than they give to Allah. You tell me better than I know, because you have seen by yourself, I haven't, I haven't seen it by myself, I ever. I never went to this grave, I never seen this. Maybe some of you have already passed by and sold it. And I'm sure you did. Some of you have done that tutorial, some of your brothers told me that. They told me about Al-Badou in Egypt and uh, Shah Jalal in Bangladesh and, and Sayyid Madani, uh, uh, Ajmer and other places, Mazar Sharif in Afghanistan and so on. Nobody says that is not true. They go and see, they see that people are going there not to make Judah and Salah and in there. No, this is not the case. Because when you say that Ibadah or worshipping is only these four things, Salah, Salah, this is a big mistake. As we mentioned before, I explain some of the times the case of Ibadah or worshipping, it's not the case of Salah, Salah, Hazzaka, that's all. Although a lot of Muslims think, they think that when you say Ibadah, you, they, you mean Salah, Salah, Zakah. Oh this is part of it. Ibadah is a wide word containing all your life because Allah said in His holy book, وَمَا خَلَقْتُوا جِنَّ وَالْإِنْسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ Then yani He created us all for Ibadah, for worshipping. So if you say that all the Salah how much do you take from your life? It's limited. Over the rest of life, and you're not going to worship Allah, then you are not obeying Allah. It's a problem here. So we understand Ibadah, correctly say that Ibadah is a complete way of life. Since you wake up in the morning, until you wake up the next day in the morning. 24 hours completely you are in Ibadah, you are supposed to be in Ibadah. So how am I going to be in Ibadah if I am going to the bathroom? How am I going to be in Ibadah if I am eating or sleeping? When I make these things to be in Ibadah, by correct intention of Allah Muhammad When I go to the bathroom, I remember what Muhammad told me to, told me to say before I get to the bathroom. Bismillah, Allahumma min al wal-khabat, then I get to the bathroom. And when I go to the bathroom, I go there because I want to get rid of some problems in my body so it will be strong enough for Ibarat of Allah. When I go to sleep, I sleep because I want to make my body strong enough for Ibarat of Allah. When I eat, I eat because I want to fulfill my belly No. I eat because I want to be strong enough so I will be capable of doing the Ibarat me to do. Whether it's salah or 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 jihad or anything else. So intention here is important, and following Muhammad sallallahu also important, so it's in your life with the Ibadah. So when you go and see these people, what are they doing in these graves, They are actually asking them something that Allah only can do. They are asking them for Shafa'ah, they are asking them for cure they are asking them for prayer. what is this? Can this lead them to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? the rights of Allah wa ta'ala. So people say, no, you mean that uh, awliya, they don't have Shafa? Muhammad al does not have shafa'a? No way. Muhammad has had shafa'a. And awliya also have Shafa. And good people have shafa'a. Even children who died early, they have shafa. Mujahideen have shafa. Shuhada have shafa. But you ask shafa'a from the one who owns it. Not from the one who does not own it. As we said in the few verse before. Suppose this Sayyid Madani, as you call, say, call him. He is a five person. Fine, we agree that. Just agree that he is a false person and he died because, and he was a fantastic Muslim who was doing a lot of da'wah and so on. Can we ask him for shafa'ah? Can we ask him for help? Can we ask him for barakah, for anything? No. Why not? Because clearly from, this, from Quran and Sunnah we know truly that no one to be asked unless we have three conditions. No human being to be asked unless we have three conditions. A.P.C. Allies, present, capable. If he is alive and present and capable, then I can ask him. If I want to carry this table, it's very heavy to me. Please help me out and he helps me out. That's fine, okay. But if I am, cannot carry the table and say, Ya Rasulullah, help me. not allowed. Why? Because Muhammad وسلم <laughs> is dead. And we said so many times when we say that he is dead already, we are not insulting him, we الله عليه وسلم. <inaudible> we know that he, is, he already died from our life. in the holy book. وما محمد إِلَّا رضي الله قد من قبله الرسل أذا إمات أو قتل أنقلبتم على عَقَابِكُمْ أن أبو بكر والقديس والقديس يا رسول الله أما الموتة التي لك فقد دقتها يعني هي جبن جنايزة معناه أن ساندالز because he was so shocked that he did not accept the idea that muhammad he, he can't, he can't. So he and he said he, he died already الله عليه. But what can we say about the other eyes? Say that Muhammad is alive, And he went. And he is uh, hearing our salam. As Allah told us in the hadith. Again to say. You have to distinguish and differentiate. Between our life. Barzakh life. Judgment day life. These are three different lives. Each life has its own system. And there is no connection between them. Except if Allah wants to show us something. Three life each one has its own. Muhammad is alive now in the Barzakh life. This life. But from our life now, this dunya, he's already lived. He died, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now, back to Sayyid Madani as an example. If someone says, I want to ask Shafaa to Sayyid Madani because he's a pious person. You can find, ask Shafa from Allah that he will make Sayyid Madani shafi' for you, no problem. Because Sayyid Madani, if he is going to be shafi' in the day, he doesn't have it now. Even Muhammad does not have Shafah now. Who says so? He, Sallallahu alayhi Alaihi Wasallam, says. Upon the hadith in Bukhari, as we said in the case of Shafah, I remember two weeks ago, that he said, Sallallahu so. Alaihi Wasallam, that in Judgment Day, people will go to, to their father Adam until they come back to Muhammad, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and he will go to Adam and he will bow under the arsh and he will ask Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, then Allah will give him Shafah. That time only, that time only, not now. But he is dead, we cannot ask him anything, we cannot ask Muhammad anything now, because he already lived our life. he is another life, the second life. So in this case now, not, if, 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 not, if Muhammad is not capable of giving us shafi'a now, how about the others? Who is better than Muhammad Nobody. Does that mean that we are insulting? awliya? لا والله. أستغفر الله. No. ألا, أن أولياء الله إلا عليهم. هم الذين آمنوا وكانوا We love him. We pray to Allah to gather us with them in Judgment Day in, in, in But we do not ask them things that they cannot do. Just imagine yourself, somebody come in and ask you for 10 million dollars. Not... Sorry, I don't have you in 10,000 maybe. 10,000 yards, I don't have. Why are well, you asking me 10 million dollars? So you are not capable, because so you are alive. But you are not capable. You are alive and present, but you are not capable. So you cannot give him this. That you want to give him this. But actually, this is the case. If Muhammad is dead already, or the other are dead, then we cannot ask and think they cannot. Now, go to those people who are going to this, or we call them great worshippers. Great worshippers. Poor people, wallahi they are ignorant. We feel so sorry for them when we see them. Because they feel that, they think that they are doing good. And by the way, this is called bid'ah. Shirk bid'ah. it wisdom, but it is bid'ah, novelty. Why? Because shaitan already dragged these people to make them think that going through these people is fantastic and correct. You cannot go through directly to Allah because you're a humble person, a simple person. So you have to have someone like what and dunya, yeah. You cannot go directly to the general manager of the company and ask him. You have to go through his secretary and his office manager and so on, you know. Astaghfirullah. Astaghfirullah. What a big sin to compare Allah to a general manager of a company. Astaghfirullah, ya. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who knows everything and hears everything and knows that every language, even if you do not speak, Allah knows. He knows subhanahu wa ta'ala. No need to go ask people because the general manager of a company is a human being, a regular human being. What can he do? If he opens his door to everybody, he cannot speak. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can hear all of these billions of people in the same time and he knows what they want and he gives them what they want if he wants. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's a big, di- case, big difference. This hadith of Ibn Abbas, which is in the Bukhari, is very important. We need to study it, to practice it in our life. Because when we, the, when we understand this hadith and the other ayah we start with, then we will be capable of convincing these people. Our duty in this life is to carry the mission of Muhammad To save ourselves and save our Muslim brothers. What was the job of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? His job was, his duty was, وسلم, to save himself and save people. To save us, وسلم, from hellfire. As he said in his hadith I'm a kid in the you on the I'm keeping you with your own birth, not to go to jahannam. He suffered, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in his life from people from his own relatives. Because he wants to convey the message that he received from Allah, tabarak wa ta'ala. And the good people like you are responsible in front of Allah to carry the mission of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa To save themselves, to save their families, to save people around. What am I going to get if I do this? Allahu Akbar. It's enough for us that make Allah satisfied with us. Then he will save us from Jahannam. He will put us in his, his Jannah. He will meet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa and his companions. Uh, That's enough gift. The largest gift for us is to be saved from Jahannam and to go to Jannah عَنِ النَّارِ جنة فقد فاز. فاز. He had the victory, the perfect خلاص so He stayed from Jahannam and he got to Jannah الحمد that's the food. that's the biggest food we have to think of so in this, when we study this hadith and earn it and, and go and try to understand it from anywhere we can and الحمد لله now the possibility of checking anything you can check it anywhere in internet, in books, and this, you can find so much of this. Alhamdulillah, now you don't have to, go, you have to go to a certain place and travel. And imam al-bukhari, rahimahullah, used to travel so much to, to, to get one hadith to hadith. Now you don't have to travel at all. The hadith travels to you. All you have to do is just move your finger. Now check this hadith. Try to find the meaning of this hadith. Study Sahih al-bukhari. Study sach al-bariq. Explain Sahih al-Bukhari. Study other books talking about this hadith, you will find it is amazing that this is actually describing our life now. What's happening among Muslims now, this is described by this hadith which is in Sahih al-Bukhari. Ibn Qayyim, one of the fantastic scholars of Islam, he mentioned a case about this. that Ibn Abbas said actually, that they did these idols and then they start to go to their graves and put these idols in the graves and they start to worship them instead of Allah ta'ala. Remember, this, this did not happen in one day. If you ask Muslims now, how long people have been worshiping these graves, you will be amazed that a long time ago. In the beginning, maybe it was regular case, they put them in there, but with the exaggerating on this case, that happened which is in the hadith of Ibn Umar, رضي الله عنه which will explain this is the case of exaggerating Ibn Umar al الله عنه عمر بن خطاب رضي الله عنه narrated which is in Bukhari also that رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم said do not, the of course, do not over praise me as the christian did with عيسى بن Maryam. only say fleece and messenger of allah do not over praise when you come to over praising. That's the problem. How many Muslims now are overpraising Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa How many Muslims are overpraising even people who are less, a lot less than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? What happened actually? Let's talk about these graves now among, among us Muslims in our countries, in some countries. Actually, in the beginning, many people do not know this grave. But because of the stories of Karamat of this dead person, the miracles of this person, something you cannot accept as a human being, not only as a Muslim. There is an example, a Sha'rani, one of the called to be Islamic scholars, but he was extremely Sufi. He made a book of eight volumes talking about Karamat al-Awliya. And I, 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 do not, I urge you not to read it. Because it has some dirty karamat. Dirty. I don't want to say this in the message. Wallahi, yeah, sheikh, I read some of them, I was shocked. Is this karamat? Let's not talk about the dirty karamat. Let's talk about strange karamat. One of them is that he made a man because he's a beggar. Bigger, you know, because he's not his people. He said this is wali. Because he doesn't want to show his true. So he make himself bigger in front of you, So he's a he's wali. So they start to go here and ask him for barakah and so on. Muslims are going to a bigger, a poor man. A poor man, he cannot find his foot and they don't ask barakah from him. Kishal. When people make exaggerating in someone, then later on they will worship him. Whether this generation or the others. Find the remember this, the, the joke story I told you about these two persons from this land from here, around Riyadh it was about 300 years ago or more there was so bad situation in that area Pretty limited food no oil of course that time Pretty limited food, people are in poverty so two of these people took a donkey and they went to Iraq for job, they want to work what went food? When they reach the area of Al-Basra, and Al-Basra, as you know, is full of Shia. Before they reach Al-Basra, the donkey died. And the money finished. So they were so shocked, so sad, they digged in earth and they buried the donkey and they sat down just, what can we do? Some Shia of Al-Basra passed by and they saw these two guys, that are sitting with a sad situation what's wrong with you well, this is the أولي died خلمت their baba he طيب you... uh, is he a, a vice person yes الله أكبر he had a lot of طيب it's uh, you, uh, you do this why you bury him in this desert next day they came and brought you know they start to make a, a for him and a big building for him and the, these two Saudis or two guys from this area became the grave keepers and yallah money Urban. Yallah. Business. And I swear, lots of these graves are only business. Because they are not only selling urban, they are also doing taweez, amulets. Because they know I'll give you some of the soil of the grave of this calendar baba. They're not free, I mean. Nothing, right? This thing is, nothing free. Free you get. You have nothing, you get, you, get, you get nothing. So this is a business. Lots of them, they are doing this. And if you try, to explain that this is wrong, they may kill you. Because they don't want you to stop their business. You're you are, uh, trying to ruin their career. It's a job, it's a the the career they are doing. That's if they are believing that's true. Yeah, the problem is maybe some of them are really believing that this is true. Thinking that this is really having a karama. And don't think that it is just like this. As I told you before, one Sudani, Jalallah he said before he was Steve, a Sufi, and he said, I used to go to some of these graves. And I talked to the grave and he answers me. I talked to the dead person and asked him things and he answers me and he gave it to me. So he said I used to say this karama to everybody. But why I went to such and such Baba and he gave me this. I asked him for this and he gave same so question here. How is that happen? Very simple. Devil Jinn. Devil Jinns are really they want to drive us the wrong way as their father believe. He swore So he swore to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he will, he will take us the wrong way. He will drive us, us astray. Not only by himself but also by his children. So if the, if the devil jinn is inside the grave or beside the grave and he's talking to this Oh my son, I will give you what you want. So he thinks that the grave is talking to the man, Oh subhanallah, Allah Akbar. Karama. Miracle that this person is talking to me. This is miracle. So he goes and talks people about this miracle. Especially if this thing that he's asking is given to him. What do you expect? Very simple, very easy to drive these people through. But if they were knowledge enough about Islam, they will know that it's not true. And it's only a trick of Shaytan. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, shaitan likes to trick him, as you know. He came to him in his salah. And he saw to insult him. Abu Hurairah, Shaitan came to him and tricked him also. When well, he was, Muhammad Ali told him to be a keeper for some food in, in the masjid until the next month so Muhammad will, will give it to the poor. So Shaitan came to him and said, he, he made him as a, a poor guy and have children and this he said please give me this. He tried to take but Abu Hurairah stabbed him. So Abu Hurairah he said to Allah, maybe his poor, give him some food and let him go. So when he came in the morning, Muhammad Ali said, Come on, Who was your friend last night? How did Muhammad Ali know? Does he know the right? Unseen No. But Allah told him subhanahu wa ta'ala. Muhammad Ali does not know the right. That's very important case in here. Muhammad Ali does not know the unseen road. But what Allah tells him he knows. And that there are so many evidences of this, we don't want to discuss it tonight. So Allah wa ta'ala, sent to Jibreel to tell him about this case. So he Asked Abu Hurairah to come and he told him, what happened to your visitor last night? He came and said he is very hungry and said he is a liar and he is coming. Next night, yes, he came. And he tried to drag Abu Hurairah and take food up and run away, but Abu Hurairah stopped him. And he said, well, I, and he started to cry and this is how Abu Hurairah so, so, so he gave him a let him go. So Rasulullah this day, he told him the same story, he said, he is coming tonight. So the third night, Abu Hurairah was ready. He said, him, now you guys, you, you are not going to lie to me this time. When Shaitan knew that Abu Hurairah is serious this time, he said, listen, if you let me go, I will teach you something, if you say it, no Shaitan will touch you. Abu Hurairah was one of the Sahaba who loved to know the good things. So he said, listen, said, so, recite Ayatul Kursi, recite Ayatul Kursi before you sleep. And no shaitan will touch you until the next morning. Till you wake up. So he left him. When he, Abu Hurairah, would say, he met midrash he told about the story, he gave, wa huwa kazoo. And he is right. About Ayatul Kursi, but he's a liar also. Still he's a liar, but what he said about Ayatul Kursi is true. So in this case now, put in mind that, wrongly, totally wrong, to exaggerate in a person. Any person. Is he alive? Is he dead? Is he a great? Is he what? Even if he is Muhammad. In this hadith of Umar. Listen to the order of Muhammad. Al-Slam. He is telling us clearly, La to truly, don't you overpraise him. Will you obey him? Will you obey him, him Muhammad? Of course I will. Of course I must obey Muhammad. I will obey Muhammad, I will not overpraise him Sallallahu Alaihi big Muslims obey this. Do you know this uh, frame called Al-Burda? Al-Burda, Natashireef. Al-Burda is done by one Egyptian scholar, Soviet scholar, extreme Soviet scholar. His name al busiri In this Burda, he is praising Muhammad more than Allah. He is saying that Muhammad is owning dunya and محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم لمن يورهنساد هذا بالله محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم Is no more the Including all محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم Is the only one who will stay for أستغفر الله What's left for Allah What's for Allah Is it allowed to break Muhammad this way This is disobeying محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم Clearly he's saying this is the لا تتروني كما أطقت النصارى بن مريم Don't you me what happened to the Christians when they the Isa? They worshipped him. Some Muslims now are maybe reached this point by worshipping Muhammad Some people said to be Muslims like Shia. They over Al al Bayt, Ali bin Abi Talib and his 11 descending sons. They reached the point that they say that Ali bin Abi Talib and his descending sons they know the gate, the anti-mood. They also do not die unless they want. They also, it is the case of exaggerating. It's the case of exaggerating. If we are not allowed to exaggerate in Muhammad وسلم, we are not allowed to over-praise Muhammad it Is it allowed to over-praise others? Is if they are the phobah, or tabi'in or good people? What about bad people? Yani be careful. Some of these graves, by the way, are not quiet at all. Some of them are lies, like the majority of these two guys from Saudi Arabia, in in Basra Iraq. And some of your brothers in India told me, probably this is true, that some towns in India where they have no Khalandar Baba, they create one. They create one. Why why, why the other towns they have where you didn't have Ishhhada? This is jealous. So they go and create Khalandar Baba and give so many stories about the miracle of it, or miracles of it, so then they will have business. You will come to visit this town, so they have some money. If this is true, would Billah. But even we say, still let's say it is not true. Still we say that these people who are overbraised or worshipped are five persons, it is wrong to worship them, of course. That is what are we supposed to do? First of all, we are supposed to be clear in creed, in belief and faith, that this is not true and correct. Incorrect totally. And Muhammad said, so clearly not to overbraise them. that means you are not going to pray overbraise others, of course. Because no, no one is like Muhammad. From whom be? Are we going to praise others who are less than Muhammad while he is still in not to overpraise him? Of course not. Then in this case, we have to teach ourselves, teach our Muslim brothers to understand Islam the correct way.
1: Most of the problems
0: among Muslims were because of lack of knowledge, ignorance. Glorious not only among the regular people, but even so about in some of the leaders of Muslims. You find Imam of a and he doesn't know. So he... He learned maybe from some people, that worshipping this grace is part of satisfying Allah, wa ta'ala. Part of praising or respecting the highest person. Say what about Qur'an? What about the hadith of Muhammad in Bukhari and the other? Why did he study and read it? The hadith of bin Abbaat al-Bukhari, the hadith of Omar al-Bukhari and the other hadith show us clearly that we are rather. SubhanAllah al-Azim. SubhanAllah al-Azim. Muslim really should think of this. That he is responsible in front of Allah tabarak To make it clear to himself first of all and make it clear to the others. Why? We always remember the surah le- al-Azim. Why? Because this surah is really showing us the correct way. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us a complete way of life in this surah. As az- Imam Shafi'i Ibrahim said, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only this surah, it would be enough for people to guide them correctly. Well the al-Issana Latin Khusr. Everyone being is a loser, except except those who have four conditions. And Ladina Iman faith does not come without knowledge. So we have to learn the Quran and Sunnah. When we believe in Qur'an and Sunnah with knowledge, then we go and said, us الصَّالِحَاتِ Practices. What's the use of having all these theories and do not, nothing, nothing about it? Like a person who studied medicine for seven years in the, in, the, in the university, then he does not practice. What's the use? الصالحات بِالْحَقْءَ ah. Don't keep this good thing for yourself only. Go and convey it to the others. When you are on the right track, when you feel that Alhamdulillah Allah t'sh. gave me hidayah and I'm the right way with Muhammad then you should go and tell people about it. Call people for it. Don't just keep it for yourself. Because this is really... Again it's jealous. Greedy. You said conduce and conduce." A person who is keeping this knowledge and unhappiness with Allah he is really a greedy person he's supposed to go and confess to the others, call people for it. When he, do, when he does these three, knowledge and iman, practice, calling, then he will be in trouble. Naturally. Naturally he'll face trouble. He's no better than Muhammad sallallahu because he, when he did this, before he did this, before he did this, sallallahu he was beloved by everybody in Quraysh. Everybody is respecting him and loving him, sallallahu alayhi wa But when he starts to call people to Islam, go away, if he, if he take him away from shirk polydism he had a lot of trouble and enemies including his uncle Abu Talib and Abu Lahab but Abu Talib actually was protecting him for some time the case of Abu Lahab was clearer. Clearer that he was enemy of Muhammad when he was going with him following him and he say this guy is a liar, don't listen to him his uncle he's supposed to be with him in the same no shaytan is very smart and he drops this guy not only are you him so many people. How many people have spit in his face? Sallallahu alayhi wa How many people put dirty things in his back while he's in sujood? How many people have really pushed him and said bad things to him, called him bad names? How many people? So many. Why? Why? Because he was a fantastic person trying to save people from Jahannam. Because he learned, he became mu'min he practiced it, he called people before it. Then he was you are supposed to receive test of Allah Ya Alif is not going to happen naturally Especially if the person is really working for this deed by conveying this message of Muhammad to the others So four conditions Put them in mind, by all to remember them Learn and believe Practice, call, be patient for what you are going to receive for them. If you do so, you are a winner. If someone loses one of them, he is a loser as far as much as he has left. If he gives them all, he is totally a loser. As Allah Subhanahu wa said and swore in his book Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. Don't overpraise me. The Wallahi said to in the Hadith of Bukhari, the Wallahi said to Abu like the Christian overpraise Isa bin Maryam. Said what are you supposed to say? Only say, Slave of Allah and messenger of Allah. Slave of Allah, I he is only a slave. He has nothing else. He is not going to be a god, or a part of a god, or a son of a god. No. He is a mere slave. Like us. He dies, he eats, he drinks, he gets sick, he needs. Ah. But, wait. That, that, that is not all. Ah, this is the difference now. He's mere slave. Nothing of Godhood is here is having. No. But he's the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he's over He's chosen by Allah and ta'ala all these human beings at that time to be the messenger of Allah. So we love him sallallahu because he was the reason for our hidayah. We love him sallallahu because he has done his best and faced a lot of troubles for us sallallahu to show us the correct way of hidayah. And part of his life on us is to convey his message to the others. فَقُولُوا عَبْدُ اللَّهِ ورسول. عَبْدُ الله We stop in here inshallah because there the rest of the topic we have to discuss inshallah in next week if you have any questions I'll be happy to hear from you <laughs> 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 See you next <laughs> week <you. laughs>